Hello there! You are listening to At The Well, the bi-weekly Bible podcast that helps you see yourself in the stories of Scripture. I'm Jarrell. I'm Charles. And I'm Eli. And we are so delighted that you are joining us for this special episode on Advent 2021. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing great. Really excited for this episode. I'm so wonderful right now. I feel... I've had a wonderful day today. You'll see why. Hear why. (laughs) (laughs) Been with you for most of the day, so <laughs> So we, yeah, this is a a bit. We'll 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 just stop teasing teasing you guys. It's a big episode, special episode. One been looking forward to for a long time because there are two things about today's recording that kind of redeem old ideas that we had earlier in the year. So it's nice after our last season and then our last episode of the year to see some things come full circle that we weren't sure we'd be able to do. So the first is, we're doing this in person for the first time in over a year. I can see both of your faces. I could reach out and touch you if I wanted. I won't. Um, (laughs) We have a delicate recording set up that Charles graciously troubleshooted for us. But we're doing this for the first time in over a year in Charles's new place, which is a big deal. We're praying for this for... Blessings on blessings on blessings. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be able to chat with you guys and to kind of get back to what banter and recording looks like um in person um but today is also special because we are not alone in the booth so we had an idea months ago over the summer when we were in the kind of planning stage for season six worthy of honor um to do a prequel essentially to the season to introduce it uh that was going to be called wives at the well and eli was going to interview my wife sandy and Charles's wife, Chelsea, for kind of a prelude to what we can expect from this season. But due to busy schedules, summer travel, and COVID, we couldn't do that. Um, but today, we are joined by it's my own Sandra Merrill and Chelsea Wesley, the wives at the well. Ladies, how are we doing today? I am doing well. I am full. My heart is full from... Spending the day with y'all, and my stomach is full from an amazing dinner that Chelsea made. That's and, too Hype up the stew. And my water bottle is full because I am recovering from a cold. <laughs> you are just so full. <laughs> oh, I'm doing so well, too. It's, oh, it's just such a blessing to be in this house and to have people in this house um, and to have gotten to spend the day together. I was thinking about it, I don't know, earlier today, like... My best friend married one of my best friends, who's best friends with one of my best friends, and my husband's also my best friend. <laughs> and it's just like, what a blessing to like have all these people and to be able to get together and spend the day. I, yeah, I am also full. <laughs> <laughs> full is a very good word. I feel like we don't, we don't often get moments where it's kind of like as small as they are, a full circle. Oh my gosh, like this is a, this is a culmination of so many things. And so many prayers and so much joy, but also so much just like stress and we can kind of sit and enjoy. Like, so I think when those things happen often, it's like they pass us by because we're so busy. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to have that kind of full circle perspective with y'all. Yeah. Um, so for our listeners who don't yet know um, our lovely wives at the well, could you please give us a little bit about just what makes you who you are? Sure. Um, so this is Sandy, Jarrell's wife. Um I am more than what I do, but what I do when I'm not in a once in a six season recording of At The Well, I am a speech language pathologist. Um, 
I work with minimally speaking and non-speaking students, helping them find a way to communicate that's really functional and matches their needs. And I love my job, um, but I am obviously more than I do. Um, some of the things that I love are puns. Uh, make a pun out of anything. Don't challenge me, but because there will be a lot of groaning if I do. Expecting but a lot I, of puns this <laughs> Are you though? I am. You usually just go. And I will again. But <laughs> you set the stage. All right, I I'll probably shouldn't have. Chelsea always laughs at my my jokes. Um, and my main love language is feeding people. I love to make people feel welcome and loved, and to have a full belly. So, Chels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we laugh because we were talking about this earlier, and Sandy said, my main love language is feeding people. I was like, good. My love language is being fed. <laughs> but, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> we make a good match. There's <laughs> the reason why this friendship works. <laughs> the reason is food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, like, that's a huge piece of who I am. <laughs> I love food. I love to eat it's it. It's true. I love to cook it. I love to look at it. <laughs> so you just, like, watch it? I watch food shows all day long. <laughs> and, like, pictures of food that people have cooked. Instagram. And, oh, my gosh. Other people window shop us. Clothing stores. Or like electronics, like big TVs. Chelsea's outside of a bakery, just like. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I I love food. I love to eat. I love like if someone wants to love me well, like feed me. Um, <laughs> it doesn't even matter what it is. But no, aside from that, more seriously, um, I was thinking about it and like. There are kind of, I think, three pieces of, like, what really makes me, me. And it's a daughter, a mother, and a child. Um, which, daughter and child, right, that's, like, kind of the same thing. But I was thinking, like, I'm a daughter of God, right? Um, and that part of my identity I've been really kind of coming into more as I've been a mother, as being a mother, like, a lot of people tend to, like, lose themselves. Mm. But finding my identity in Christ and as, like, a daughter of God has made me a better mother and helped me to be, like, not, like, feeling like I'm do. What am I doing with my life? I'm just sitting around at home, right? I just left my job as a teacher to be a stay-at-home mom, which, praise the Lord, is such a blessing. Mm, Everything I've ever wanted. Um, but, like, it's so easy to lose yourself and I'm finding myself and finding so much joy i love being a mother i love my children i love being a wife and it's because this is where god wants me and then a child i am a child um i've always liked children like i've always wanted to be since i was not a child anymore i was always taking care of children um and realized that it's because i like to play i like to be a kid i like to run around and joke and be silly um and I like to love children. Preach, preach. <laughs> That's why I love staying home with my kids, aside from like, loving my kids. But. 
love it. Well, we are delighted to have you. This is going to be a really fun episode. We're, we're already off to a great start. The promise of puns. Embracing. <laughs> you said it. You said it. You said it. It's in there. In there. So we're going to... We're going to theme this episode around Advent, but before we do that, we're going to get warmed up. And normally, this is where we do our question of the week segment, but we're going to do something slightly different. We're going to go around um, one by one, and you are going to give me a number from one to five that corresponds to a question that I have written down. I will ask you that question. You will answer the best of your ability. And I love this because I didn't prep any of you, and I I can see the terror behind your eyes, and it's... It uh, is wonderful. Are we so, going to turn the tables on you, though? I mean, I wrote them all. You can ask, you know what? Yes, you can ask me a random question at the very end of this. Okay, fine. So, so, yeah, be thinking. Start That's thinking. Yeah. All right, so Eli, we'll start with you. One to five. Seven. Seven. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> I thought you said one to ten at first. Sorry. I was, I'm tired. It's late at night. <laughs> you weren't even. I was. <laughs> four. <laughs> we are no longer off to a good start. <laughs> I thought you said one to ten at first. So, the confidence I want. I have had wine this evening. Sorry. I want to have confidence. Two hours ago. At anything in my life, the amount of the confidence that Eli just had when he looked me in my eye and said seven. seven. When I said asked him for one to five. Is it four though? Yeah, it's four. Okay. So we're gonna. These are gonna be themed around kind of some uh, short, like reflections on twenty twenty one. Because oh. we're not doing a New Year's episode kind of like we did last year. So you're like, give me your favorite meal, speaking of food, of 2021. Oh, my favorite meal? Ooh. My goodness. I mean, I'll say this. Since I've been hangry in the past, you've heard about me be a foodie and bougie Eli is still here, of course. So, you know what? My favorite meal is that it's it, it's fuss season. <laughs> is it, isn't it always fuss season? <laughs> It's it's appropriately fussy. <laughs> it's actually, fussy. I, I can I can eat pho. I can consume pho in the summertime. It's just better. Like, it's just way more reasonable. And okay. yeah, with less judgment. Yeah. Oh, I don't care about the judgment. <laughs> Judge all the way. You, you like? Don't give I, don't, a fun? I don't. I don't give hey! a fuck. <laughs> hey! That's one on the board if you keep keeping score. <laughs> yes. Oh, I need that on Not the shirt. A swear. <laughs> All right, Charles, one to five. Your options are one, two, three, or five. Let's go with two. Two. Give me your favorite TV show or movie of 2021. That's a good one for you. Yeah, good, that good is. Um, I'll give two answers, uh, TV and movie. Mm-hmm. So TV, Chelsea and I have been going through Modern Family. Mm. Um, and that is a very funny show that we thoroughly enjoy watching. Um, and then movie, I don't think we've seen many like noteworthy movies. There's been a less year. There's been a lot of like Disney plus movies and, um, and, and this one I watched at home, um, but I hope to see it in theaters again, which is Dune. Mm. Um, Mm. and it's my favorite cause it's a book adaptation um and i really enjoyed the book and i thought they did a pretty pretty good job of adapting it to a movie so that was that was pretty cool mm. i was very happy for you when dune came out you've been talking about the book for a while yeah i think you've been on this podcast yeah, I, was, I talked about when i was reading it more full circle moments there we go getting them in all right my love your options are what was that one three or five 
So seven's not going to work. Seven's <laughs> not going to work. Okay. I talked to our producers and they said no. Josiah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll take five. Five. What has been either either a very like anchoring or like go to scripture passage of twenty twenty one? Like something that's come to you in a, a crucial hmm. time. It's probably going to be. I feel like this is year after year. Um, one of the scripture verses I come to. Um, Psalm eighteen twenty eight. You Lord keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Hmm. Um, as we know, coming out of the pandemic. I mean. Out of the like lockdown. Out of lockdown. <laughs> Coming out of lockdown, um, my job is really good, but I work with a lot of medically fragile kids. And with COVID, that has been challenging. It's been hard to learn a new job. I feel like last year was my first year on the job and I learned a lot. But then this year I was actually in person and I feel like I'm learning the whole job again. Um but yeah, for probably the past four years or five years, that's just been something I turn to to remind myself that the Lord can be my strength in the moments uh, that are difficult and that he can light the path ahead of me, even when I don't really know what's going on or what's happening, but that I, he can light the next step for me. Mm. Um, and then it followed up with the verse 29 is, with your help, I can scale a wall with my God's strength. I can defeat an army. So mm. just that whole passage right there uh, has really carried me through not just 2021 but the last four or five years and the idea of the lighting like the next step like the mm-hmm. daily bread it's like i don't know what's coming a week from now a month from now but for today god is there and is sufficient for that I had to learn that one it's fair. <laughs> i would like to see the whole path but as it turns out that's not how our god typically works true it's fair enough praise him for that amen preaching to us already amen Okay, Chelsea. Uh-uh. So you your options are seven. Th- not seven. You know what? I'm gonna I put in a word our producers see if eight would work. They also shot that down. Um, Enough. <laughs> <laughs> she brought it up. So your options are three or one. Three. Three. Something that surprised you in twenty twenty one. Josiah? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that counts. (laughs) It was a good surprise. Yeah. It's interesting. So, okay, I'm going to go with that, right? Um, Because it's just so clear that the Lord's will is better than mine and that the Lord had a plan. Um... (laughs) Because <laughs> we literally had a conversation. Okay, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna try to have any more kids until like the fall. Like, let's maybe we'll try later. This was in the spring. Like, maybe in the fall. We don't know what's going on with the pandemic. Like, let's give it some time. Let's like feel out the year. And then the next day, I took a pregnancy test. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And just ease into it. <laughs> what now? <laughs> I was like, well, giving the Lord ammo. <laughs> um, so not the fall. Um, <laughs> that was spring. Um, but so that was a surprise, and we were like, okay, well, that's not what we were planning on doing. But having him helped 
me to kind of pull away from teaching mm. and like be ready to like it made sense the timing was right and we were able to move into this house like it would have been really hard for me to live here and commute it would have been over an hour commute to mm. work mm-hmm. so it opened up more places for us to live and now we're living in a house that we haven't had to put any work into mm. and I mean, put a little bit of work into <laughs> across the street from some of our really close friends with little kids and like we have community we have like socialization for the kids and um, we wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't stepped back from teaching mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have stepped back from teaching with one good. kid yeah. mm-hmm. like having two it made sense mm-hmm. Having one, it was like, eh, childcare isn't that expensive. Yeah. Um, so, definitely a surprise, which, I mean, he's the sweetest boy. He is. He's so cute. I love him so much. He's so special. So, <clears throat> that surprised me the most, and the way that, like, the Lord worked through all of that. Yeah. Mm. And just kind of force the issue. This is where I want you to be. Yeah. I'm going to push you in that direction. Yeah. But it's going to all be for good. Like, we would not have moved to Frederick. Like, Mm. we were trying not to. It's too far north from where we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, this is the right place to be. Thanks, Josiah. (laughs) Shout out to Josiah. Praise God. Shout out to Orlando and Patty who are the neighbors you were talking about. Orlando saw us coming into your place today and yelled out his out window. The window at us. He said, hey, hey, looking good. I was like, oh, thanks. He says, you guys were my uh, favorite podcast on my Spotify uh, year wrap. I was like, all right. There we go. Made it. <laughs> How many of you had some time? Oh, I have a question. Hit me. Question seven. Question seven. Uh, <laughs> is there a question six? Don't care. You didn't choose that. You chose seven. Okay. So... <laughs> What is one thing you would like to get better at? One thing I would like to get better at? Yeah. Um, writing. No. Care to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> um, he just looked me dead in my eye and just writing. sort of paused. <laughs> um, yeah, I, after I graduated from college, I realized I didn't have any real hobbies. And I was, um, this was when like Charles and Sam and I were still working together. Um, and it was like, oh, I need to find better ways to fill my time. And I just had this realization of, oh, I just really like stories. I like a well-told story and like talking about it and like thinking about why it was good or why it was bad. Um, and so I started like just writing down notes for stories I'd want to tell um, and have just been doing that for years now and have like a few different, like not like, like incomplete books that I want to finish and like get better at. Um, like the craft of like putting them together and telling a good story. So that as well as like a lot of the work we've been doing on like uh, race and racism in the church and just social justice in general. There's like a lot of just, there's like a, a nervous energy to kind of put things down on paper to like think about a good way to explain them to, to teach people in different states of um, understanding with things like that. Um, I don't want to learn how to do that well. So yeah, just writing, whether it's a tell good stories, just like help people to experience wonder and like uh, joy or whether it's to help people like, dig through some pretty challenging stuff. want to learn how to do that to communicate better. I also want to be a carpenter. <laughs> Christmas tree farmer. Christmas carpenter. tree farmer. Wow, okay. Brewmaster. 
I'm going to build a deck for you guys. It's going to be great. Thank you. All right, so we're going to transition into our section on Advent. Um, and for this, I want you all to, I did not prep you for this, but this isn't much, I promise. I want you to close your eyes for me. So when we, Advent is something like growing up, I really didn't have much of a context for. Um, now there's just a little bit more there. But I want you, when I say the word Advent, I want you to, like, whatever, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Like, what is the first thing you picture when you think of Advent and just generally that season? If Chelsea opened her eyes, so I'm assuming she's good, she's good to go. I had a picture right when I closed my eyes. There you go. <laughs> I picture, like, decorations, but not just, mm-hmm. like, Christmas tree. Whatever. Like, I picture, like, lights and sparkles and bright and, like, yeah. Mm. Advent. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's mm. the star on top of my Christmas tree. I don't know. I like that. Okay, star light. stuff. Light. Light and sparkles. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I dig that. Festive. Mm-hmm. Who else? I immediately picture Mary and baby Jesus. Okay, that's That's literally it. So pretty on the nose. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I picture what it is about. (laughs) I've been trained. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just the beauty of the season, the reminder of the season, the power of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it. We're going to get into that later on. But yeah, I won't spoil anything. I like that. Lights, yeah. festive, nativity. I picture um, an advent wreath, specifically the four candles. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what came to my mind. Mm. Hey. Yeah, I similarly picture specifically the advent wreath in my church growing up. Um, and at uh, church on Sundays, like different families go up and light the candles depending on what week it is. So I picture that. And then Eli, you actually made me think of, there's this really beautiful um, drawing of Mary meeting Eve. Um, Mm. And it's just Mm -hmm. the imagery. You're going to have to put it in the show notes, a link to it. Um, A Catholic sister drew this, was inspired to draw this. um, But it is Mary pregnant with baby Jesus meeting Eve, and you can see the sorrow on Eve's face in the fall. You see the snake wrapped around, the serpent wrapped around her ankle, holding her captive, and she's touching Mary's, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I don't, <laughs> she's touching Mary's belly as Mary steps on the head of the serpent, burying the one who would break that which holds Eve captive. Um and for me, like that picture is Advent because that's what we're mm-hmm. thinking about and pondering. Um, and it's that brokenness and that salvation all in one. Um, and there's so much symbolism in that that image there. You're probably going to have to put it on the gram too. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but it's just beautiful. Um, so I, I think of that as well. Mm. I love that. That's a really good context for everything we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's, I picture people waiting in like a, ge- a generally like kind of dark, like in the dark and in the cold, but the light is within sight. Mm-hmm. So it's just the sense of we're waiting. I can just like, what is to come is on the horizon, even if it isn't fully here yet. I think that's like uh, what sticks to mind for me. And so Advent is like, I didn't have a good understanding of what, um, 
Advent was until college. For me, it was just Christmas. It wasn't like, then the season leading up to it was more like Americanized kind of commercial version of Christmas. Um, but Advent is, if you're listening to us say this over and over again, you're like, well, what does that mean? It's a very unique season and a very unique um, celebration in that it's situated um, firmly in the already and the not yet is the way that I've had it described to me before. And that we celebrate that which has already happened, um, the birth of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. And so breaking uh, the curse of sin and crushing the serpent's head. But it's also anticipation and waiting for what is to come, which is Christ returning in glory to restore um restore us fully uh, to his uh, vision for us. And so there are two passages I want to kind of read briefly to give us a bit more context. So for the already, um, this is from Luke chapter 2, verses 10 to 14. And this is I think our Danielle, who was last on our podcast, called this out as like the Charlie Brown verse. Um, <laughs> but the so in the, word, in the words of Luke and quoted by Linus, uh, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. See, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. So the already, like Jesus has already um, been born. He has already come as our Messiah, as Emmanuel, God with us. He has already died to secure the place that he has prepared for us in his father's house. Mm. And that is what Advent is about. But Advent is also about the not yet in his eventual return. So from Revelation verses twenty, chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they, will, they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And so while we celebrate Jesus and who he is, who he has been, we also look ahead to that day when the Lord will wipe every tear from our eyes. And so Advent sits kind of in the middle of like the big events in human history and so in salvation history. And so for the benefit of our personal observations to enter into the season well, um, but also to our uh, friends who are, are listening and are maybe trying to um, enter into the season uh, more intentionally, I wanted to discuss three things or like ideas or uh, values that are typically associated with Advent. So quiet, preparation, and discipline. And kind of have a conversation about what it looks like for us to engage with those things and like to see if there's anything that we can glean from each other, but also for the sake of um, our our wonderful listeners who are journeying along with us. So uh, we'll start with quiet. And there are two questions I've got here. What does it look like for you to quiet yourself before the Lord, you all live very busy, loud lives. How is it that you quiet yourselves before God? Um, and how do you do this particularly when life is at its noisiest? Um, so for me, quiet, quieting myself uh, 
before the Lord is just starting to pray or read scripture, even when I'm distracted or don't necessarily feel like it. Mm. Um, I'll eventually get quiet because that's what prayer does. It quiets you. Um, it brings you to a place. And so I think um, just like trusting that the fruit of prayer is peace mm. that goes beyond understanding. Um, and so I guess at like this point in my discipleship to Jesus, humility ultimately, which is what we're supposed to be in front of prayer and in front of the word of God, uh, is knowing that I need the Lord even when life is at its noisiest. Mm. Um, and I'm tempted to, I don't know, try to be self-sufficient. Mm. Like that, just beginning. And like, even when it's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do it. And sure. I'll trust that the Lord will use that like inkling of faithfulness to like quiet my spirit before. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. yeah and... <laughs> Life can be pretty noisy. No, but coming from a perspective of a stay-at-home mom, mm. like, it's hard to find quiet. And when you have the quiet, <clears throat> it's like there are still, like, a million other things to do. Mm. Or, like, I just want to, like, die on the couch. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, with a bowl of ice cream and the TV. Like, <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> But, like, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to find quiet. Um, and it's hard to make yourself be quiet. Um, like, there's always something else you can be doing. I feel like that's, life as a mom, life as a dad, life as a teacher, life is whatever, like, a person, right? <laughs> um, but specifically coming from this perspective, um, I've found that, like, I have to, like, choose to be quiet in the quiet moments so like while I'm nursing Josiah like I take that time to be with the Lord mm-hmm. um whether it's like singing a worship song quietly or just like all right Holy Spirit like moves through me like even if I like I don't have the energy just like using that moment or mm-hmm. um like at night while I'm lying in bed um, like these are natural times to just like be quiet. So I'm like, okay, I'm being quiet now. Like, let me be quiet with the Lord. <laughs> um, and that's when I've like really kind of been able to like hear the Lord and feel the Lord moving recently. Cause like, it's hard to get up early in the morning when you have to get up before the children who wake up early get up. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, I've, uh, found a lot of peace from the Lord um, in those moments. And, like, I mean, there was, like, a night that I couldn't sleep, and I went out into the living room and sat in front of our cross in the dark. Mm. And, like, literally felt Jesus reaching out to me from the cross. Mm. Um, Like, literally. Not literally in a favorite (coughs) way. I felt Jesus reaching out to me from the cross, like, wanting to hold me. And, like, I am here with you. Um, So that's cool. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> or just reach out to me. It's fine. Saturday. <laughs> Praise God for that. That's a, that's a powerful image yeah. and speaks to the Lord's ability to like maximize the mo- the small moments mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Quiet is not something I'm particularly good at. Um, my mind is often racing. Occasionally it's playing two or three songs at once. Um, and for a long time I've 
kind of tried to fight that and figure out like how to do quiet the way that I see other people do quiet. Mm -hmm. And in the last year or so, um, I think in being married to you, Jarell, and seeing how you do things your own way with the Lord, not in like going totally rogue. Like, I mean, that's fine. John the Baptist did that, like, right? Mm -hmm. Eating locusts and hanging out in the middle of the wilderness, um, (laughs) doing the Lord's work. But uh, for me, I thought that to be quiet, you had to like just be like in total silence, which does not work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I found that music really helps me. Um, And particularly during Advent, listening to music that helps me come into that space of that already and not yet. Um, There are a couple of albums that I really like. Um, The Brilliance has two different Advent volumes where they have music specifically about light and Mary carrying the Son of God and the hope that comes with, with Christ's um, coming, how we can, like Jarell, like you were saying, that light in the distance and you can see it and it's coming and it's there. So I think for me, um, the ways that I do it are really making sure that my environment, as much as I can, allows for that. So music, um, it's in the evening, like having low lights with a candle or the Christmas tree or mm-hmm. something like that and doing my best to really listen to music that helps put me in that space and then the Lord meets me there because that's how he's designed me to work so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amen to that mm-hmm. that is how the Lord has designed you I like how you said that yeah. <laughs> I too am not great with being quiet because um, I'm often like alright I'm in my time with the Lord but then I gotta move on to the next thing um, and so I think I, I'm not very good at that. I think this this Advent, what I've been trying to do is really spend time thinking about the already and not yet mm. um, and going through some scripture every day that focuses on that. Um, and in order to, instead of the, my prayer being focused on like what I'm saying to the Lord and filling it with words, letting the word of God fill the space mm. um, and letting that uh, kind of inspire the prayer yeah. as opposed to the opposite way. And I'm finding that to be, I'm on the front end of that. I've just started that this week, this being the first week of Advent, and I'm finding that to be incredibly helpful thus far. Mm. I mean, God's would like inform your prayers and like, what are the, like, God, what do you want me to kind of be praying into and thinking about? I dig that. Um, I'm like, just generally in personality, I, I love quiet spaces and I like <laughs> love being quiet when, when less I have to like be actually be loud for something. Um, but I don't, I don't really live in a context that allows for a ton of that. Um, like I teach high school, um, and have a yappy dog at home. <laughs> uh, can't get to the end of your episode without burying the bez on the pod um he's great he's fine um <laughs> but no so i i I, am, I tend to be very introverted but i live a very extroverted life and so and even still when there are moments of quiet i tend to i'm like thinking of your comment of like how did like god design me and like where does quiet fit into that i like thrive with like structure and like systems and so kind of like you said chelsea when i do have moments of being able to take a breath my mind goes to, 
okay, what do I need to get ready for tomorrow? Uh, what is the thing that I like said I wanted to start doing that I need to do? And so quiet can often, like it's, I treasure it, but it fills up with a to-do list very quickly. Um, and so for me, being quiet in a way that honors the Lord actually makes space for him and not just like my own agenda means um, sometimes walking. Like I said, I, I do quiet well, I don't do stillness well. Uh, so sometimes it means walking. Um, but it really means uh, something I, I learned in college. If I'm going to sit down to pray, I need time to kind of mess it up, essentially, and like be really distracted for a bit mm. and push through that long enough to reach a point where, okay, I've gotten the jitters out of uh, sitting down for the first time today. I have gotten through putting away my to-do list, putting my phone down. Uh, I've read through some scripture to kind of inform where my heart is. Now, God, what what do you have to say to me? And I found there's a lot of peace just in those moments um, of realizing how like quiet with the Lord, how, how much it informs my own peace and my own sense of uh, comfort and like safety in like when I haven't done that in a while, how quickly I realize it once I'm back into it. Um, it's like earlier today, uh, Aaliyah wasn't like sleeping. And so <laughs> I like went up and tried to get her to calm down. And it's kind of this thing with, thing with her and other kids. It's like, they don't realize something. They don't realize they're tired until they sit down long enough for their body to be like, you're tired. And so I found similar things in like my own spirit of like, where I don't realize how much I've just kind of put my head down and barreled through work. Mm-hmm. I don't realize how much I filled the space with other things until I push through that long enough to be before God and to, to, have, to feel him going, how you doing, man? <laughs> like, are, are you okay? Um, what do we, what do we actually need to talk about? And so, um, quiet for me involves not just indulging in it in ways that I would want to, but, learning to yield to it so that I'm cutting through my own like inclinations to actually have God mm. tap me on the shoulder and be like, what's going on, man? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I haven't been here in a while. So mm. yeah. And Advent in particular, like you said, saying like worship songs that focus on the context of like what it is that we're looking to have been really helpful. All right. So any more on quiet? Um, I think, the one of the ways I actually get to the point where I'm quiet because what I said before was like just kind of start. Um, I think getting to that point um, for me is just like fighting the temptation to justify doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Like we've all mentioned, like all these different, like life just is busy, and whether it's children or work or worry or anything else that can pop up. Or ice cream. Or ice cream. <laughs> just dying on a, a comfortable sofa and ice cream, right? Um, anything. Um, there's always an allure for something else, but understanding that, like, God is God is our refuge, right? Mm. He makes himself a safe mm. place for us. Mm. Um, and um, obedience is not simply because we have a duty to. Obedience is because what God calls us to is actually the best thing for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, remembering God's character, and then mm-hmm. also kind of like, you like get get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, get, do it, do it because it's good for you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and not filling it even with other good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, I find like, myself doing that. I was yeah. like, well, I'm gonna go for a run. It's like that's a good thing, but right. like it shouldn't be something that like becomes mm-hmm. where I find peace, right? Or where I re- yeah. I relent or relinquish quiet because it's like, oh, but I'm exercising. Oh, mm-hmm. but I'm doing this hobby that's actually sure. good for me. It's like. Sure. 
yes and but right. what is the better mm-hmm. part right right yeah right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that sometimes i um instead of just filling it with another good thing i think i can fall into like self-condemnation when i mm-hmm. haven't been quiet mm-hmm. enough um and that like even though I know God's character and that like, he's going to welcome me back and be like, Hey, it's been a while. Like, how you doing? What do we need to talk about? Like, I love how you just, um, referred Jarrell to it in such a relational way. Cause that's really what it's like when we are able to quiet our spirits by the grace of God. Um, but reminding myself that just because I haven't been doing that for whatever period of time doesn't mean that I have to avoid it because I need to remind myself that God's not judging me. Mm. He misses me. He longs for me. Mm. He wants to spend that time for me, but he's going to let me do it on, on my, um, initiation Mm. or my response to his invitation. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you, any of you listeners fall into more of that, um, putting yourself down when you don't find that quiet and, then kind of fall into a cycle of like, oh, I didn't do it. Like, God doesn't want me to be quiet because I haven't been doing it. And it's like, Mm. no, that's the exact opposite of what he wants. Like, he is longing for you to enter into that, and he will help you to achieve that. A friend of mine once said, like, even in moments where we're walking away from God, it's like, as soon as we turn around, like, he's there. Mm -hmm. Um, And not this kind of... Like the the prodigal son mm-hmm. imagery, like the father runs to the mm-hmm. son. And I, I think that's a that's a beautiful point. Like yeah. if you're if you're in this vicious cycle of I haven't really given the Lord like my quiet spaces in that time, and because of that, I don't want to like go to Him. Remember that mm-hmm. God is not like us, and He <laughs> true um, mm-hmm. yeah. does he's not, not petty. He's not petty. Uh, he does not mm-hmm. receive us in the way that we would be tempted to receive ourselves Amen. or other people. And mm-hmm. so there's a confidence of knowing that the Father wants us to come before the throne with boldness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a word for somebody tonight. <laughs> well, well. All right. Preparation. So the idea of preparing for... Now that's obviously the idea of doing that in the Christmas season. Some things come to mind, like shopping for presents and decorating the house and um, making arrangements of like, where are we going to do Christmas and all the stuff. Um, we just had a husband and wife meeting a couple days ago of like what do we both what are the things we actually just have to do <laughs> um, but also what are the things that kind of set apart the season for just us and things like that mm-hmm. so there's a lot that comes with preparation just for this time of year even if you are not going about it um, in a way that is even intending to be God honoring to be honest but um, given that's what we want to be about here what does preparing for Advent specifically look like for you like in the hustle and bustle of um, I was going to say in and out of like shopping malls, but these days like online shopping. <laughs> um, go to the mall. Right? Uh, I love malls though. I don't go to them often, but I do love malls. Do <laughs> so people watch? I just like walking around. So oh, okay. I don't really buy much. Just walking around. <laughs> Window For shop. food. Window shopping. <laughs> just standing outside of Cinnabon. The <laughs> Cinnabon, <laughs> Annie and Pretzels. Man, uh, do you want to order? A food court. <laughs> Walk up and down and get free samples. <laughs> what were all of you going to the free samples? Oh, what? Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave away too many <laughs> I bankrupted them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so, definitely a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> so in preparing uh, specifically for the season of Advent, like which is marked not by rampant consumerism or busyness, but is marked by looking with expectation uh, to the Lord. Um, what does preparation look like for you? How has it looked like in the past? Slash, what would you like it to look like? Because I know for me, it's a mixed bag of, oh, this is a year I, like, I did Advent effectively. And then there are a lot of years where it's like, I did, I forgot that Advent was a thing. So whether it's like past experiences of fruit being born in preparation or things you want to implement, like what does that look like for you guys? I think, uh, so in the past, uh, preparing for Advent or preparing for Christmas um, has looked like uh, not listening to any like Christmas music until like, you know, a week or two before Christmas. A week or two? Yeah. Post Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is good to go. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I know I was pretty, I was pretty radical. <laughs> don't, 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 don't play me any Christmas music. It was very um, holy. Yeah. <laughs> so holy. Didn't get my Christmas tree until around my birthday, which is around, uh, is December around, 16th. It's <laughs> around around December 16th. 16th. <laughs> a day or two. <laughs> We would get the Christmas tree around then. And, you're a leap year baby. It's just a mess. <laughs> and the thought process was like, I'm not, like, it's too far in advance for Christmas to be thinking or celebrating. And I uh, have started to realize that that was, like, not great way to be preparing. Like, that's, that's a terrible way to prepare um, for Christmas to enter into the season of Advent. And uh, things have changed. There's a Christmas. There was a Christmas tree in my house, November twenty seventh, mm. the earliest I've ever had a Christmas tree. Um, I am slowly listening to Christmas music. Uh, we're getting there. You know, <laughs> it's a little painful, but um, it's December already. <laughs> I know, Listen, right? I'm taking what I what I can get. <laughs> it's been four years of <laughs> yeah. Chelsea's had to suffer Plus through two of not being married it's been six years of trying to work on that yeah promises have been made um but realizing that that's like silly and 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 crazy and more um i think the lord's probably doing something because i've heard a great sermon and um a talk from a conference i went to uh talking about um the sermon was about christ's coming and Mm -hmm. advent and the talk was a little bit about um the the circumstances surrounding Jesus's birth and both of them, the resonating uh, theme between the two of them was just the incredible miracle it is of Christ's birth and the circumstances surrounding the humble birth that he had and the humble life that he had, the humble death that he had um, that brought uh, salvation to us. And so I've been kind of focusing on, that humble birth and the the talk i heard was talking about jesus was actually likely born in a cave where um the shepherds kept the animals Mm. at night where and at at the entrance of the cave was likely a fire to keep the animals in and all night so the the cave was probably sooty and filled with animal dung Mm. so there's just like and that's where jesus was born and the tradition has it that he was born in an animal trough. Like mm-hmm. 
and the king of the universe was born there. So I've been trying to focus on that, uh, the humility of that uh, birth, but also the fact that like this is a joyous occasion and event, which is why like okay, we should have a Christmas tree. I can start listening to Christmas music because if there's like just like there's the um, what has happened and what's to come. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a humility and there's something to be said there and to reflect on that I've been trying to reflect on. There's also a joy that is, should not be reserved for a week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like we're preparing and entering into that. Um, and there's nothing to say like, why can't I reflect on both of those things mm-hmm. and rejoice in both of those things and mm-hmm. let both of those things impact my life. Um, and, and my discipleship. Mm. I like that. Like not boxing off, like your ability to enjoy and celebrate a season that is like set aside for yes, waiting and discipline, things like that, but for joy and celebration. Cause yeah, King of the universe was born in a cave <laughs> so that we could actually observe that. I dig that. I think this year for me, um, preparation looks a little bit outside of Advent, but I think it's all been kind of culminating up to Advent. Um, in January, I decided to start uh, going through a podcast that's Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Um, and honestly, it was it has been for me the first time I've really um, sat and gone through all of the Old Testament because I, with guidance and understanding... Um, to really understand salvation history in a new way. Um, and I'm finding myself as I'm reflecting on Advent and on what it means that Christ came to save us sinners as a poor child of an unwed mother, like just all these things, um, the humility that it was for Christ to do that and to endure all that he endured. Um, for me and for all of us um, has really been a cool blessing to just really understand those areas of scripture that are harder to get through on your own. Um, that's why I'm so grateful um, to have had the guidance and, and the help to kind of go through that and reflect on all of salvation history and looking at the already and then what that means for the not yet yeah. as well. Yeah, like Sandy, um, I've also been listening to that podcast. Um, I'm on day like 50-something, so nowhere near the end of the year. But I started late, so it's fine. Um, (laughs) But the same thing, like going through the Old Testament, understanding salvation history, like Sandy said. And so this year, I've been doing a lot more scripture study for various reasons um, than like ever before and feel so much closer to the Lord than I have ever before. Like, I feel this longing for Jesus that, like, is so much different than any longing for Jesus I've ever felt before. Like, because Mm -hmm. I'm, like, in the Word, I'm learning about the church, I'm learning about Jesus, I'm learning about, like, so much. (laughs) And so, like, so much of my focus has been on that um, rather than, like, everything else. So coming into this Advent, I, like, just... I'm so much more joyful than I have been like any other Advent. Um, And I'm like just really looking forward to it. In past years, I like would force myself to feel like the joy and excitement of 
like air quotes Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want the Christmas spirit. Like I like love the cheesy. I still love the cheesy Hallmark mm. Christmas movies. Like I like I like that, right? Or like the Santa Claus things, and like this is all good and it's fun and happy, but it's not what we're really preparing for. It's not what Christmas is, and so like I'm trying to force this joy in the past, trying to get to. The joy that I should feel at Christmas, and then Christmas comes, and I'm like, "Hey, Jesus, okay, give me presents, done, mm. right?" And and dinner, um, <laughs> full circle. Christmas dinner is probably my favorite meal of the year. Presents and a ham. My mom makes a good Christmas dinner. She just answered question four too. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> but no, so like I don't know. Getting away, like, I'm not focusing on, I'm not, like, trying to force anything this year. Like, I am really, like, because I've been spending so much time in the Word, and, like, like I'm just so excited for Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard because it's like, okay, we celebrate this every year. Like, mm. I don't know, like, why, why is it such a big, like, ramp up? Because it's everything, mm. right? Like, this is, like, big deal (laughs) and the lord wants to work in our hearts the lord wants to change us and move us and like it's i am really excited to just like be in advent Mm. right like i'm not even like yay christmas i'm like yes advent like this season that i get to get even closer um and yeah i think like sandy said it's because i'm in the word i'm gonna say this a hundred more times in the word so much more than I have ever been before. Um, and I praise the Lord for that. Like it's, I, I function a lot on feeling. Like I don't, I like have a pretty significant like ADHD and it affects how I process things and how I say what I'm thinking. And it's hard. It's hard for me to like explain what I'm thinking. Like I know a lot, but it's hard to get it out. Um, maybe you can help me. <laughs> um, but like, I feel things, and it feels different than it ever has before. It's a, like, more significant joy. It's mm-hmm. a more meaningful joy. Like A greater I've, depth. It's Yeah, there's greater depth. It's more than I've felt before, like, any other Christmas, mm-hmm. any other Advent season. Like, it's just, praise the Lord. That is so good. And, like, if you're feeling like you're having, like, a dry period or whatever, like just get into the word. Yeah. I like the Lord works, the Lord moves and like, he's given us this gift of scripture. Like it's, I, yeah, I, people always told me that I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But like, no, like coming from someone who, okay, yeah, whatever. And then started doing it, like do it. Mm. Amen. <laughs> I resonate with everything you just said, Chelsea, like so much. So, uh, just like what would I like my preparation to look like? Uh, I think you hit the the nail on the head. So for me, I want what I hope for in Christ to impact me more than it ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the fact that my Lord and Savior is has shown up and is coming back one day um, to encourage me to love radically. And um, like I don't I don't want to do good and be good merely for the sake of making someone else's life easier, everybody else's life easier around me. I want to be able to point to Jesus. That's what I want my life to be about, Jesus. 
Um, and so, like, what do I do uh, this season? I'm reading through the Gospels, Matthew and Luke. And uh, a mutual friend of all of ours, Brian, gave a, a talk, a sharing with us, and it spoke about the portrait of the master, um, where um, he shared about all the Beatitudes. And, like, just what you were saying, Chelsea, as you get to know Christ more and as you have a, a, a deeper and more intimate relationship with who Christ uh, was and is, was when he was here on earth, is now that he's like just ascended, sitting next to the Father and advocating constantly on our behalf, uh, who will get us to the finish line of our of our race. Like that will bring you a joy that you've never had before. That will uh, give you a more substantial faith than you've ever felt and that you've experienced that's ever fueled you before. Um, mm. So yeah, that's what I desire. I want, I want to. I want to be different. I want to be transformed by Christ. And you're right. The word of God is, is where that like taking your thoughts captive, where that renewal comes from. I think uh, there's, if, as far as like past uh, preparation, there's one year that stood out when I was in college. Um, I had been like in a weird season of just feeling very depressed for like six months and had gotten to a point where things were better, but still not very good. And like Advent reached me in ways that it hadn't really before and like having a season of uh kind of what you said more intentional um bible study like there were some meditations i was doing um yeah god really used that season to like not fix all the things that were broken but to kind of pull me out of like uh the muck and like the perspective i had on it that was like very uh uh defeating and kind of kept me in this place of just not really being able to engage with things much. And so that was uh, needed and powerful and wonderful. But I think that since then there's been times I've tried to like recreate that. Like I've tried to um, uh, make it about, sometimes it is uh, scripture study, but then I like overdo it <laughs> or like try to do too much um, too soon. Not like, Oh, I'm so holy. I'm reading so much of the Bible, but like, uh, setting like unrealistic paths for preparation. And so I've been trying to like see in what, for each year, like well, what, for where I am right now, for everything that has happened in the 11 months prior, what is the Lord kind of leading me to do? And so this season we're like a few, I'm a few days in <laughs> starting to think about um, what Advent like looks like in um, what preparation looks like. But the Lord's really been, I, uh, speaking to me through worship and through um reflection on like what i'm actually saying when i like sing praises to god specifically like um older hymns around like christmas time. i posted on our account about uh, the song joy is dawned um like come thou long expected jesus um uh, oh holy night just kind of like the, the the songs that like we only dust off like a couple times a year in December and like instead of them being commonplace really thinking well what am I actually saying mm -hmm. and like what kind of portrait does this paint mm -hmm. of the world that like if we exist in in this middle place um and there's been a lot of uh joy for me in prepar preparation is meant realizing that the the Lord is honored in in the longing for him in the waiting for him in the things that we um maybe are so broken by that we need to see his hand and his redemption in. Um, 
And so I guess this year, especially, I've been trying to, in the areas of brokenness that I see, and you all know me, I can get very curmudgeonly and like angry about things. Um, so when that happens, I, you know, after swearing about it a lot, sitting and like venting that and then sitting before the Lord and being like, yeah, this, this sucks and this makes me very angry. And recognizing that, like, that discomfort, less so the swearing, that that discomfort and that yearning for, like, this is not right and it needs to be made right is something that, like, in and of itself is holy and, and speaks to a yearning from the Lord, that for the Lord that is good. Mm-hmm. And learning to, like, receive from him the grace to see him as the solution to those things and not get caught up with, like... Um, Secular uh, solutions or exercises, but like that yearning is a good thing that the entire world experiences. And I need to learn to see Jesus as the focus of that and like the end point of that. Um, so yeah, I, the discipline of thinking about what I'm saying and think what think about what it says about the world and seeing the fulfillment of those things that need to be redeemed in Christ and not like my own solutions or uh, venting. Um, so yeah. I think that's what it's looked like for me recently. So lastly, we'll get into discipline. And we've touched on it a bit, but um, are there any fruits of, like, discipline in this season? Of you, I, and you've, we've, kind of, we've kind of hit on it, just kind of being more in the Word um, especially. Um, but fruits that you've experienced of kind of committing yourself to a new kind of discipline during Advent. Um, or in, like, what ways you'd like to grow in that? I think what we say or when you mentioned discipline, uh, ultimately what we have with God is a relationship. It's a renewed relationship made possible by um, Jesus Christ, our mediator. And so like when I think about discipline in my relationship with Jesus or ultimately like God, right? Um, I think about fidelity. Do I trust God? Um, It's more than just like, do I not panic? It's like, do I believe that God is sovereign in all things? Do I believe that he has a plan, even though I don't see it? I don't need to see it. I'm finite and silly and am easily moved by a ton of different emotions that conflict with each other oftentimes. And it's just like, what could you do if you knew everything anyway? Like you don't need to know everything, but, but a stable and steadfast and good, holy and righteous God knows everything and mm. he is trustworthy. So... Um, yeah, discipline for me is in this relationship with God is to trust him more, um, trust him with, um, my uneasiness rather than leaning into myself, um, trust that what he commands me to do is also for my good. There's one of my favorite verses, Galatians 5, 1, um, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, stand firm then and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Um, so ultimately, like Jesus, Jesus's death and resurrection, that set us free. But God's commands teach us how to live in that freedom. And like the discipline I experience is, is trusting that God's goodness is for me and is worthy of like living out. Mm-hmm. Even when it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Yep. But it's still good and fidelity worthy of it. when it's like easier to just kind of like i'll figure it out on my own right. yeah i think similar to a point of preparation for me growing in like discipline in this area means like some of it is doing it even when it's hard 
but it's also not making uh, discipline itself like the end goal, which I really struggle with. Of like, okay, I need to do. I want to do Advent well. Like I said I I've, I do genuinely thrive in like systems of structure and like plans, but sometimes that can become like, okay, I've got this in place and I'm keeping to it mission accomplished mm. and sometimes that's a good thing that it does lead me to where I need to be but sometimes it's like oh I'm just doing the thing and I'm sticking to the thing even when it's difficult um and that can cloud like well what what are you actually doing in your in taking this time for scripture or whatever so I think for me discipline is it's a tightrope between doing like getting into scripture making quiet time and preparing that place in my heart for the Lord, but not getting so caught up in the process of like arranging it and sticking to it. Then that becomes the prize. But kind of like I said, this ever preparation that Jesus is the prize. It's not my own dutifulness or ability to stick to a plan. Uh, it's recognizing that even when I feel like I'm killing it, like it is by his grace and grace alone. And I need him even and especially in those moments. Um, so for me, discipline is kind of, to retreat back to humility and trust that like the Lord is the one who supplies my need. It's not because I'm, I can just do it myself. I think I, prior to Advent, I was struggling in my uh, personal prayer time. It was kind of just, I was going through a dry spell and I've employed, a, as I mentioned, a different discipline in my prayer uh, during the Advent season of starting with the word um, and letting that, um, kind of inform what I'm praying about or praying into. Um, and that's producing a, uh, a more fruitful time with the Lord. Um, and feel like I kind of got the, uh, the jump start mm -hmm. to, to my time with the Lord that I needed. Cause I was getting pretty frustrated of living in the Valley of what, what I felt and perceived as, um, not great time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's been really nice and a blessing and a, and a fruit of, of this season where we get to focus on a particular element or aspect of our, uh, of salvation history. Mm -hmm. Similarly to quiet, um, discipline is not one of my strong suits. <laughs> um, again, it's rooted in the way the Lord kind of designed me in my brain, um, that I would always tried to fit myself into the discipline box in a very systematic Excel spreadsheet checklist like my husband, uh, for whom that works very well. But um, for me, just kind of sets me up for disappointment or like self um, shaming when I don't meet those expectations. Um, but something that I have found really helpful in past seasons of Advent, and now as we're sitting here talking, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should start doing this again tonight. Um, something that I found really helpful is an Ignatian practice called the examine, mm -hmm. or the daily examine, um, wherein you kind of quiet yourself, um, invite the Holy Spirit into your presence and into your reflection of the day that has been. Um, you kind of face value. What did I do today? Like what even happened today? Like emotions aside, what <laughs> happened? Like, what did I do? Um, and then you, I'm like doing this 
I'm like motioning in my little notebook the same way that I write it for all of you um, who are listening. Just imagine me. Um, so on the top, I did, uh, what did I do that day? And then joys and delights. So what were the joys and delights um, that I can give thanks to God for today? Um, and in doing that daily, I really found myself naming the small things. It was the quiet moment with my cup of coffee in the morning. It was the way that one of my students smiled or did something that was really hard for them and they achieved it. Um, and then another section is what were the emotions I experienced? What was I feeling today? And Holy Spirit guide me um, to reflect on that and kind of ponder why I was feeling that way. What does that say about me? I was lonely. I didn't feel valued. Was that because I'm putting my value in something other than my identity as a child of God? And do I need to reorient myself? Um, so going through your feelings after that. Um, and then laying down your worries. So what are the things that uh, are worrying me? Kind of bringing those things before the Lord. And then closing by looking ahead at the next day. Holy Spirit, what is what? A, what am I doing tomorrow and how am I going to need you? Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of having a system that's not the same kind of system, um, but something that more so works with the way that I work um, is has been really helpful for me in the past and has given me really fruitful times and drawn me closer to the Lord and brought me a lot of peace um, and learning to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit in personal prayer as well. Yeah, discipline is hard. <laughs> um, just leave it at that. <laughs> Done. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard. Um, I don't like writing. I don't like reading. It's just, it's a lot of work for me. Like, I like the way you put it, Sandy, the way the Lord has designed me. <laughs> But it's not, you know, it's not an excuse. Um, yeah. Coming from a background in special ed, I was listening to Sandy talking. I'm like, oh, actually, I can think of ways that I can modify this for me. <laughs> um, but really, like, you know, I listen to a Bible podcast. And I try to do that regularly. <laughs> when I don't, I listen to three episodes in one day rather than... <laughs> One each day for three days. Like, whatever. Like, I'm getting it in, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm having that time with the Lord, having that time in Scripture. Um, and in the past, there was one year during Advent that I had um, my women's group leader, our women's group leader, had printed us out a, like, 20-page... <laughs> so much paper. <laughs> um, like, template. Like, there were questions and prompts for each day of Advent. Mm. Like, having this template, being able to um, try to be prompted whenever it was that I was able to sit down with it. And sometimes it was like, all right, write this thing. And I'm like, no, I'm going to draw a picture instead. Mm. Um, but, like, setting that time to give to the Lord is really important. And I'm being called on right now because I'm like, oh, but it's hard. <laughs> Reading's hard. Writing's hard. I don't want to do it. But like it. Yeah, having that template. Um, and I was thinking as Sandy was talking, like, that is a lot of work, right? The Ignatian practices. Practices. Examine, examine right? That's a lot. And like, it's for people who are able, like, their brains work that way, right? 
my brain doesn't work that way. I'm like, oh, that's too much, like, open, open-ended, like, I can't do it. That's too much of an open-ended, like, task. Um, but I was thinking, like, I could take that and, like, write down all those sections that you thought of, because those are all really good things to reflect on. And throughout the day, like, oh, I'm feeling this emotion. Run over to my fridge and jot down, I'm angry at my child. Um, (laughs) While they still can't read. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then at the end of the day, I can sit down with that and I can reflect on my day and prepare for the next day. Like, Mm -hmm. that's something that, like, I think I could do. Like, it doesn't, it involves little moments. Like, if your brain works like mine and it's, like, sitting down for a long task is... Like, it's just hard to think about. Help me make that. <laughs> um, and send me a copy, please. <laughs> like, neurodivergent examine coming yeah. your way. <laughs> like, we, we all function differently, and discipline, I think, looks different for each person. Mm-hmm. I want to make my discipline look like Charles's discipline, mm. and I... <laughs> we're very opposite in many ways. Um... And my discipline is never going to be get up at five o'clock in the morning and go downstairs and have a prayer time. Like, it's just not, that's, it's not going to happen. I'm going to pray in a different way and I'm going to get close mm-hmm. to the Lord. I'm going to be disciplined in a way that works for who mm-hmm. I am and for how I have been designed. Mm-hmm. So. We gotta. We have to publish this uh, neurodivergent exam. Mm-hmm. So you promised puns at the beginning of this episode, and I am promising a. a <laughs> Thank you so much for your work for at the wells. <laughs> you know, do what I can. <laughs> so we're gonna uh, close out our discussion um, before we get into a bit of uh, housekeeping with a prayer for Advent. This is from. Our friend of the friend of the pod, Kayla Craig, who was on for our season six Worthy of Honor um, season, uh, and is a co-host of the Upside Down podcast. Um, so her book, To Light Their Way, uh, Prayers and Liturgies for Parents, is something that we, we've used in our, we're not parents, but mm-hmm. we've used in our family prayer times. Mm-hmm. And, and that, personal prayer. And personal prayer. So we are going to read from that because it's an excellent resource that Kayla put a lot of love and uh, effort and just time into that's been a super helpful um, resource. So this is a prayer for Advent. O come, Emmanuel, we enter this time of Advent with holy anticipation. We enter the sacred season with bated breath. O come, Emmanuel, we're prone to get tangled in sparkling lights and glittering tinsel, lost in to-do lists, swallowed in, the, swallowed in the seas of ribbons and restless hearts and weary souls. O come, Emmanuel, our nights have not been silent, calm, or bright. We have been up late, squinting at the stars, trying to make sense of the hurting world our children will inherit, and our weary hearts in it all. O come, Emmanuel, we are the wonder etched in our children's eyes, and we ask for our grown-up anxieties to be set free as we await the day to celebrate the God who made a way. O come, Emmanuel, ignite, us, ignite in us the awe of a child looking into a manger scene as we wait on the promise of the coming infant king in a humble stable. O come, Emmanuel, the whole world waits for you. We are at war with each other and ourselves. We have clung to our idols of power and pocketbooks, and we cry out for the ways we have reflected King Herod, even as we ache for you, Prince of Peace. O come, Emmanuel, 
Help us light the candles and illuminate the darkness within us. O light of the world, be with us as we recite these stories with our children, of shepherds and angels and peace for all people. Ring the bells of righteousness, of justice, of hope. O come, Emmanuel, help us prepare the way in our hearts and in our home, in our family and in our children, as we hang stockings and ornaments, as we frost cookies and tie bows. We know your peace can't be bought or packaged. O come, Emmanuel, we anticipate great news that we so desperately need. Break into this world again and again and again, like you did so many years ago. Bring joy to the people, hope to the hopeless, light to the darkness. And may we, may we and our children prepare you room so that we may be instruments of your peace. O come, Emmanuel, we thank you for this time of anticipation and for the glimmers of your light spilling in even now among the ornaments and the candy canes, and we thank you for this time together. Help us to get quiet, to get small, so we can make space in our souls for the newborn who will illuminate the darkness and change everything. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Whew. Amen. Well, thank Amen. you all for sharing. I haven't read that one yet. I'm crying. It's, mm. a, it's, it's a, a good one. Woo. Read it in family prayer last week. Did. Slide that to you. Yeah. Thanks for this, guys. Wives of the Well, thank you for, for gracing us with your presence. Thank you for having us. here. And thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope this finds you in the midst of a, uh, if not peaceful, uh, hopeful, if not hopeful, getting there holiday season. Um, this will be our last episode for a while. Uh, we'll be. We're recording this at the beginning of December. Uh, the rest of the month will just be preparation and quiet and discipline and also just family and probably lots of Christmas cookies. Um, we will be back in the new year with a season that we're currently preparing on what it means to wander in a way that is holy and pleasing to God. Um, and we're really excited about that. And just generally thank you for the year that has been. Uh, we started uh, this year in the midst of Rushing to get a bunch of episodes recorded uh, before Josiah came <laughs> and transitioning into um, busyness and all of our work schedules fluctuating and never really lining up uh, to a crazy summer season to houses being bought and uh, jobs being left and all this craziness. And it's nice to have a full circle moment together um, with friends, but also to share with all of you who have gotten glimpses of it along the way. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting what we're trying to do here. Um, you know the spiel. Check us out at theworld.com.com. Uh, see us on Instagram, Facebook, and generally take care of yourselves. Merry Christmas. God bless. Talk to you soon. Peter.